0: Jerome Powell is talking tough. Bostick is talking tough. We're going to break it down. We're going to understand what does it mean to you, what does it mean to me, and why are they talking so tough? Why do they want to cause more pain? We're also going to talk about some tweets that came out from the one and only Lance Lambert. Yes, folks, Lance Lambert, Fortune Editor, all things real estate. He has a great Twitter handle, news at Lambert, or at news Lambert. He is our Thursday guest on this channel. He put out some great metrics and data around housing. We are going to review just a taste of those. We're going to talk about Disney and what the one and only Bob Iger is telling its employees and what that might mean for us. We're also going to break down some data around new home sales. And we are going to update you on a bet that I had with John Wake. Folks, if you remember back in october maybe even september the inventory in phoenix arizona was screaming higher and people were extrapolating the data to crazy ends so we had john wake on the channel and uh, at the end of that video we put a dollar bet on it i will update you on that do i owe john a dollar or does he owe me some money and then finally we're going to catch you up on coinbase and layoffs round two. And I snuck in there some data around a Fed survey. So let's get started to it. A lot of stuff going on today, Tuesday, January 10th. So let's not forget, as I have said many, many times, the Fed has two tools to influence the cost of capital, the risk-free cost of capital. One is obviously the Fed funds, which we talk about roughly every six weeks, right? Is it gonna do this, is it gonna do that? My call February 1st stands at 25 basis points. However, what you and I are going to hear for the next several weeks is the Fed flapping their gums. The Fed has to talk tough. I think you and I agree the Fed is almost done. I think the Fed thinks they are almost done. However, the Fed can't act like it's almost done. Does this make sense, right? So the Fed is talking tough. They want to keep a cap on things. They don't want to see the markets just you know, go to the moon, if you will. They want to keep pressure on the cap, cost of capital. They want to make sure that they that doesn't get ahead of them. Because if they come out today and say, you know what, folks, February 1st, we're going to do a 25 basis points, and we've only got one left, the market would race higher and the Fed would have to do more, right? You kind of, it is one of those chicken in the egg things. So again, we've been talking about on this channel and I warn you again today, the Fed is going to talk tough. The Fed is going to say things like we're going to 5-5. The folks, they're going to say things like we're not restrictive. Doesn't mean a hill of beans, the underlight of data, is showing that what they have done is working. supply chains are loosening and we will get hopefully validation of that on thursday with cpi so again they're talking tough they're supposed to talk tough if you were in their shoes you would talk tough too so let's cut them a little slack let's not be let's not overreact to them saying silly things so that's what the fed is doing today uh bostic said we are willing to go too high and we are willing to overshoot okay sure powell we need stable inflation it is the foundation of a healthy economy he's right stable prices is the foundation and this is why they are talking tough Uh, we must do what is required not what is popular i think that was a shout out to all the politicians that are about to get up in his grill. Uh again, they have to do what is required, not what is popular. And I agree with that as well. So let's talk about what Lance Lambert, the one and only Thursday guest. We talk at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. Thursdays. Usually post a couple of videos Thursday and one on Friday. Lance Lambert is now saying, and I agree with the housing market was too hot at 3%. To which I say yes that is when the housing market broke. The housing market didn't break at seven. It broke at three. When it stayed at 3% for a year and a half and everybody and their brother refied, and now we have all this interest rate lock-in, the housing market was broken two years ago. Then he goes on to say it was frozen at 7%. Absolutely right. We interview top agents on this channel every week, and all of them have told us the market stopped when rates broke 7%. Now, Lance goes on to go, you know what? I think at 5.5%, the market will find its equilibrium. I agree. And again, one of my 12 forecasts for 2023 is the average 30-year rate will average under 6%. Uh, I don't know if it averages 5.5, but I think we see 5.5 sometime this year. So, very interesting. And then Lance goes on to uh, calculate housing in Phoenix, Arizona. I think this is very, very interesting. In February of 2022, so about a year ago, if you took out a 500K mortgage at 3.5%, your payment was $2,245. Phoenix is the Number one market for destruction because the i buyers got stupid. So if you go into the Phoenix, Arizona market today and you get a house or a mortgage for $425, and if somehow, way, you could get a 5.5% mortgage, your payment would be $2413 or $158 more. It's wild to think about. This is why I have come back to say and remind you that 2021 was the second best year to buy a home on an affordability scale. This is, of course, where national numbers and all of that. But it is, is and it has always been about the payment. You could have borrowed money, more money last year and had a lower payment. This drives the crash callers crazy. So again, you can't quite get a 5.5% mortgage today unless you're paying significant points, I don't think. But nonetheless, less debt, higher rate, higher payment. It's just how the formula works. And for those of you that saw my conversation with the uneducated economist yesterday, thank you very much for watching it. I did look at the comments and thanked many, many of you. Uh, I appreciate that. Again, one of the things we talked about was affordability and how that drives Housing. Let's talk about what Disney had to say. Disney, right, Bob Iger comes, goes on retirement, doesn't like living on his yacht, wants to come back, gets the gets the the handpicked CEO fired. He comes back. Now he is telling folks, get your butt back to the office. Yes, folks, the one and only Disney company is saying come back to the office four days a week. I think if you live in a creative environment, like just, I would guess, Disney and software companies, all of that, you are going to hear more and more companies, right or wrong, say employees come back. And if Disney is doing that, you can expect others as well. I will remind you what Salesforce and Mark Benioff said when he laid off 10%. 50% of our sales reps produce 95% of the revenue new sales reps are not productive. Folks, I did it for 20 years. If you are a new sales rep, you do not get better in your pajamas in front of your computer. You get better having hallway conversations, networking, meeting more people at the office. You can disagree with me all you like, but as someone who ran sales teams, I promise you, new employees don't get better sitting at home in their pajamas. If you are a three, four, five-year vet, you're fine. You have the system wired. You're good, but that is not new people. We really are stunting the growth of new employees and new talent, in my opinion. Let's talk about new home sales. I saw a very interesting statistic, and I think this is going to distort median price shortly. So did you know? This is kind of a did you know fact. When you look at existing home sales and new home sales and you put them together, new home sales, roughly speaking, long term historical average is 13% of transactions. So if you have a million home sales, 130 grand is new homes, 870 grand is existing home sales. That is the historical norm. What has happened in Q4? of 2022. Well folks, new home sales are now 27% of the market. They have more than doubled. How can that be? What does that tell us? I think it tells us several things and these are important. One, new home sales new new home builders, new home companies, they will slash prices to get out of communities. They have cost of capital, they have debt structures, they have to maintain liquidity, they wanna slash and burn. Mom and pop, who are living in our home, right? A home builder does not look at a home as a home. It's It's a structure. Your home, you're not selling, you are locked in. You are, hey, we're gonna make good, we got debt sub 3%, we're not going anywhere. So I think that is one thing. Builders will reduce price to find the floor to exit inventory. Mom and pop won't. Second, and this is really important. New home builders, once they blow out their inventory, they are not building as fast. I think there's a lot of people extrapolating what is going on in the new home market like it will never end. Folks, I am here to tell you that the buyer's market in new home construction is almost over. What does almost mean? Six months? Nine months? Certainly in 2023, the deals, the discounts, the credits in new home construction will be over. Builders will slow down. Pay attention to that. So again, very, very interesting. So let's talk about Coinbase. I don't know if you saw, oh, no, John, John Wake. Let's go to John Wake first. I added that last and a little bit of color. If you can't read it, John Wake and I had a dollar bet back in August and September when the housing market was broken. Remember rates went to 7%. I was lucky enough to have John Wake on the channel and we talked all things real estate. And We also dove into the Phoenix market. He produces outstanding metrics around housing in the Phoenix market. During that conversation, John guessed that what he was seeing is that the market was destroyed and inventory would continue to stack up. I was convinced it would not. And what we were seeing was the beginning of the iBuyer's crying uncle. I believe that so strongly, he and I made a bet, and I have it written down right over here. Phoenix, active listings, 15500 John said he would bet a dollar that by the end of December, inventory would be over. And I said, John, I believe you're wrong, and I will take the under. I made this call in September. And folks, drum roll, please. John Wake owes me a dollar we got another one right. So again, sometimes we look at data especially in housing. We see an inflection point. We see this runaway graph and we extrapolate it like it will never end and we don't ask ourselves why. What happened in August and September when I was looking at the data and why I confidently took the under in a market I know nothing about is I'm smart enough to know that the i buyers were breaking Their inventory was stacking up because they had wish pricing and they were going to be out. And once they were out, no inventory would come on. This is how I look at the housing market it is a multifaceted piece. And again, the iBuyers distorted several great American cities Uh, Phoenix, Vegas, Austin, Sacramento, and probably others. They are feeling big pain. And as one of my 12 guesses for 2023, They will feel double-digit pain by the summer of 2023, and then they will shock the world, and they will recover some peace by the end of the year. iBuyers are done. They're not buying stupid prices. They are iSellers now. They're going bye-bye, and that will level set the market. Rates will come down as we get to the summer, and I suspect markets like Phoenix in Vegas will go down double digits and then they will come up slightly i'm not talking crazy numbers but just watch and again john you owe me a buck and then let's go to coinbase i don't know if you saw this this morning but coinbase has announced round two of layoffs i believe the first round of layoffs was just short of 10 percent well folks round two is 20 percent you have heard me talk about layoffs during the dot-com crash and the Great Recession being some of the hardest things I ever had to do. Look at a spreadsheet and let go some of my friends. It's hard, it's terrible, it's not fun. It's not fun for either party, let's be clear. But I can tell you, and I've said this many times and probably will say it many more times, this nonsense of doing 10% layoffs like Salesforce just did, like this, like Amazon did 18,000, it is never enough. There is almost always a round two. Here is the unfortunate truth in my opinion. Most tech companies don't get serious until round three. So this Coinbase layoff of 20%, likely not enough. There will be a round three, and that's when they get religion. That's when they get serious. That's when the executives go, you know what? We either do this right or the company dies. Lots of companies are going to make that decision. Lots of this. And we will see what happens in finance, right? I'm calling a white collar recession tech and finance. We have a lot of finance companies reporting on Friday. I think it's JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, maybe even Citigroup. I don't remember the list, but there's a big set of reports coming out Friday. And then let's talk about the Fed survey. We should at least hit that. Federal Reserve announced a survey. Where are my numbers? Do, 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 do. I read a lot of stuff. Let's see. Oh, New York Fed survey. Here we go. New York Fed survey about inflation expectations. Inflation expectations have declined to 5%. That is a headline number. That is the lowest expectation since July of, 20, uh, July of 2021. Again, I think this is a sign the Fed is winning, but they will continue to talk tough. So let's not get it twisted. Expectations for gas, interestingly enough, gas is expected to rise 4.1% food this one hurts this hurts food is expected to go up 7.6% lastly a couple other random things that i read rolls royce is said they saw record sales in 2022 their vehicles are $500,000 rolls royce says michael your call about rolex watches and luxury is crazy we are having a bang up year did you know that here's a here's a fun guess Rolls-Royce. How many cars do you think they produced in 2022? Go ahead. The whole year. How many cars do you think Rolls-Royce produced? Leave a comment below. If somebody gets it within 100, I'll send you a nailed it t-shirt. And don't cheat. Don't Google it. That's not fair. Just a random guess. How many cars did they produce? One, two, three, four. The answer is 6,000. Oh, somebody got it. Potato got it. Ah, Potato got it. 6,021. I think I saw that there. Potato, if you send me a DM with your address, I will mail you a t shirt. Now, did you read the article too? Because that was a really good guess. Again, Rolls Royce produced 6,021. The first guess I saw, I don't even know if it was a guess. He might have read the article, was 6,000. That is within 100. You are the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Tom Lee is calling for a 20% rise in the S&P this year. Uh, Remember, we posted an article from the one and only Taylor from Life Goal Investments yesterday talking about Tom Lee and Kathy Wood. If you're always a bull or always a bear, as uh, Taylor says, you're an idiot. You have to react to the data. So, folks, I want you to have an amazing day, but we can't end it without congratulating. Followers of One Rental at a Time, folks, we are making a difference. We are helping people do the work, get a buy box, all of that amazing stuff. Let's congratulate Joaquin for getting your next deal. Joaquin, you are number 44 of 1,000. And then finally, Edgar and Crystal, congratulations for getting your first out of state investment. You have lucky card number 27 of 100. We are sending out a golden ticket and one of these folks. We are trying to see what we are doing and our positive impact at this channel. Be a part of it. Like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends. And if you get a deal, DM me your address and I will mail you one of these. Take care. Bye-bye. 203 amazing people watching, 39 thumbs up. Not very good. That's like, what is that? 20%? Help me out. Hit the thumbs up. Bye.